But I, I've always regarded myself as a writer as well as a photographer, and writing is very important to my photography. I think people who look into it will find that is true of m many great photographers as well. Ansel Adams once said that the most important tool he had in his camera bag was a, a notebook and a pencil. And also uh, Edward Weston's day books show how important his writing was to his photography to help him work out what he was doing and where, what directions he wanted to go. So welcome to today's edition of the Mid-Century Books podcast. I'm your host, Heather Barrow. I'm the resident curator at midcenturybooks.net. And we're here today with photographer Harold Davis, who is the author of the Photographer's Black and White Handbook that came out this year, 2017, with Monticelli Press. And Harold Davis is a photographer, a world traveler. He's also a very well-regarded teacher and I think one of the most unique things about his book is really his ability to tell a story with words and pictures. I think that's a very unique quality that not every photographer has. So he is a lifelong uh, photographer and uh, has professional skills that are very technical, and that is in his book as well. So Harold, welcome to our show today. Thank you, Heather. I'm glad that you're here. So let me get started with what is your latest book about? And this is one of many books you've written. This is your latest one. This is the Photographer's Black and White Handbook. And as I started working on this book, I came to regard it really as four books in one, which is an interesting proposition and regard and creates some difficulty as, how, as to how you weave the various strands together. But I've always regarded myself as a writer as well as a photographer, and writing is very important to my photography. I think people who look into it will find that is true of m many great photographers as well. Ansel Adams once said that the most important tool he had in his camera bag was a, a notebook and a pencil. And also uh, Edward Weston's day books show how important his writing was to his photography to help him work out what he was doing and where, what directions he wanted to go. The four books that are the book that make up the photographer's black and white handbook are one, a guidebook on how to do digital black and white. So it's a technical book from that viewpoint. The second book really is our travel narratives because each of the chapters in the book are based around travel to specific locations that I've done in the last few years. There's a chapter on Japan, a chapter on the American West, a chapter on the Southwest of France, and so on. Uh, the other part of the book that's really important to me is as a way to display my photos that and imagery that, that are the ones that have made it sort of to the top of my stack of images because you can't really talk to people about how to make good photographs without showing some examples. So I'm very pleased at the way the publisher has presented my work in this book and, and I think people will find when they look at it that it's a great book as an object, something to hold and look at the images. Finally, 
And really, perhaps more important than the technical part of the book is a fair amount of material about how to see, how to look at images, what, what are they, what's important, how you become a better photographer yourself. One, one other thing I would say is that the issue of telling stories and narrative is extremely important to me. And it's also important to most photographers who get to a certain point because an image and a photograph is a story and is a narrative and it's very important to look at them that way so when you marry words in a story with images you kind of have a you you kind of amplify the power of both thank you thank you heather a great question so just as a jumping off point i'd like to start with the part of the book that involves world travel and i'm wondering is that something that makes this book different from some of the other ones that you've written? Absolutely it is. Um, most of the other books, of course, have some of my images to illustrate things, but they aren't based around travel in the way this book is. I'm, I'm actually of a couple of minds about that because, as I like to tell students, there's no reason you can't make great images right in your own backyard or your apartment or wherever you are. And I like to do that, too. I photograph perfectly well when I'm at home. You know, there's a there's a saying that you want to photograph more interest. You want to make more interesting photographs, put yourself in front of more interesting things. Uh, and travel comes into that. The other side of that, though, is when you want to get beyond that a little bit, make yourself a more interesting person and your photos will become more interesting. The thing is, one of, one of my kids once said to me, Dad, if you could only be at a place or take photos of it, which would you do? It, the idea being you can't do, suppose, you, suppose a cosmic philosopher said to you, you can't do both. Uh, and the answer for me is easy. I would... I would be at the place and be there in the moment and not make my images if, if that were the only choice. So part of the point of travel really is that if you do it not just as a kind of uh, this, if this is Tuesday, it must be Belgium travel, but more as a this is a way to better understand the world we're in, the topography, the people, the culture, who you meet. Um, and and use it as a learning experience to become a deeper, richer person with more caring about the world we're in, that's the real way to enrich your photography through travel. One of the most important aspects of traveling is always to talk to people. If you don't do that, you can't learn where you really should go because guidebooks don't, don't tell only the tip of the iceberg of the story. Thanks again for another great question, Heather. Yes, so just speaking to that for a moment, uh, I have to say that I think there's many photography books that people will come across where the photographer has explored and traveled and gone across continents and you're going to get those visual images of what other parts of the world look like. But what you're really adding to that is, is excellent travel writing that really explains what you just said. You, you write in a way that gets that feeling across of being in the moment of being in a different country and that reflection and that meditation that you're having, I think really conveys to the readers. 
Thank you. That's a great compliment because surely that's what I was trying to do with the with these parts of the captions of the photos that are really the stories behind the taking of the photos because there usually are takeaways from these things. I mean, I mean, uh, sometimes you just happen to be in the right time and the right place, and that's great. But a lot of the time, it's about making the effort as a traveler to understand what you have to do to be in the right time at the right place. And these narratives usually involve some element of adventure, some element of chance, some element of research. And telling those stories, I think, is the deepest and richest way to sort of help people understand what's, what's involved in doing this and how they might approach it for themselves. So thank you. I, I, I think you've been raising some really interesting points, and I think you understand what I was trying to do in this book, too. So I just want to get back for a moment to your quote from Ansel Adams about carrying the pencil and the notebook. I understand that you're, I think you're being a little modest here. You're saying you're not the first photographer to have done this, but it is kind of unusual for people to be talented in both areas. You know, what comes what comes first, telling the story in pictures, telling the stories in, in words? And also, how does that inform you as a teacher, your ability to verbalize your your methods and then convey that to students? Well, those are that's those are a bunch of questions and good questions put together. I mean, uh, the one informs the other and the other informs the one it's a there's a spiral and circular process in terms of telling stories in words and in pictures i think more really good photographers are good with words than one might expect because that both both words and pictures do involve storytelling and in my experience the really gifted photographers also have an ability to use words to facilitate the stories they're telling but be that as it may, in my own life story, I've been a professional writer on topics besides photography. So when I come to writing, writing a photography book, I have a love of language and the ability to structure a nonfiction book. So I, un I understand how to do that. And I bring it to bear on my photography as well, because part, part of my point here is that when you use the stories and words explicitly, you become richer as a photographer because you understand more the point. A great art director once said to me, Harold, why are you showing me this photo? So when a student shows me a photo, I try to think, why is the student showing me this photo? And if that answer isn't clear, I ask them. And, and if they don't have a story about why the photo is important and what the narrative in the story is, then that's something they need to go and think about a bit and perhaps work on so that there is some integration there. Because the the integration of an explicit narrative in words with the visuals is part of what makes our consciousness important and part of what makes us different as and great as human beings and it's really a very important issue my understanding of what you're saying is that uh you you've always been a person of many talents you're kind of a renaissance man you were perhaps a writer before you became a, a photographer so all these abilities are re related to each other. Absolutely. I mean, in terms of my own uh, development, really the writing and photography uh, were simultaneous when I was a kid, also painting for that matter. But 
Um, and as, as an adult and a professional, I've gone through stints of doing both. Uh, but uh, it, you asked about its influence on me as a teacher. And what I'm trying to say is that I try to steer students into thinking about their work in terms of what is, what is the narrative and even what is the form of narrative that their images are, are following. Because some photographs are poems and some are short stories and some are novellas and perhaps even a sequence of photos is a novel. And it's really important to try to understand where on that spectrum one's work is. Yes, you, so just to quote yourself, you have described yourself as a photographer as poet. So we did talk a little bit about the storytelling quality of your photographs. I was wondering if you could maybe compare a little bit what the difference might be if your photograph is telling a story versus your photograph is saying a poem. So um, I've had the experience many times, particularly in some parts of the world where I say, well, yes, I'm a professional photographer. And they say, what kind of photographer are you? Uh, and they're expecting an answer like, I'm a wedding photographer or a, an architectural photographer or I photograph jewelry and other small products. And of course, that's not really the story for me at all. Basically, what I do is I photograph what interests me and what I think will be, make an, an interesting image. And then ultimately, I figure out or the world figures out what the use for this image is and I make my living that way in the long run. So I, as a sort of um, way to answer this question and put people at their ease when they ask me, I came up with, with calling myself, when people ask, I'm a photographer as a poet. And that is, it's a very different mindset than to say I'm a professional photographer and I sell wedding photography or I sell senior portraits or whatever it is that people do. There's nothing wrong with these other things. It's just in some ways I'm an artist first and a photographer second. Uh, photography happens to be the medium that I use or as one of my collectors put it, I'm a I, I use photography as the source material for my for my art, for my digital painting, basically. And that's a kind of accurate description of it. But getting back to the issue of narrative form, if you see something where there's evident action in an image, people are walking through a city street and it looks like someone is going to go into a laundromat. That's probably a short story of some kind. If it's evocative enough, it, it becomes a short story. On the other hand, if you see something that's like a blade of grass tracing in the wind in a darkening black and white sky, that's more likely to be a poem. It sets a mood and makes you thinking about something rather than thinking about what are the people or things in the image going to do. So my, my take is that the you know, there are levels of, of importance in this. To say that I'm a photographer as a poet means that I'm elevating this craft and art to something that's as important in its, hand, in its own way as a painter taking a paintbrush to a stretched oil canvas. It's a, it's a more technical medium in some ways, but it's a medium that can be used artistically. I'm not, it's, if, if the ultimate thing I do in my life is I create images that are used to sell an advertising product, that's kind of a commercial illustration. There's nothing wrong with it, 
but it's not poetry most of the time.